So we didn't feel right last week doing a show, uh, given all that's going on in America and around the world. So before we get into this episode, I just wanted to say that Fathom stands with Black, Indigenous, and people of color against racism, violence, and hate. And really, the reason that we built Fathom in the first place was to help keep all humans, regardless of race, gender, orientation, or creed, safe from digital surveillance. I just wanted to acknowledge that uh, before we get into the show. So, yeah. That's what we have to say about that, and let's get rolling. Hello, Jack. Hello there. How are you? I am such a weird question <laughs> right now. I'm all right. Um, I did want to start. We're, we're going to talk about some actually useful things. But I wanted to start by telling you and I guess all of our listeners, because it's not more than just you listening to this conversation. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> the, a funny story that makes me seem like a hippie, because I guess I am a bit of a hippie. So over the years... People have asked, like, can I trade for the, this thing that you do? Most of the time it's a no, because I, I, I like charging money for the things that I do. That's just kind yeah. of the way that it goes. But somebody I know was like, would you be willing to trade what I do for what you do? And I was like, yes. <laughs> and I wonder if I should make you, because you, I doubt you'll guess. Can, okay, you have three guesses as to what I traded uh, one of my courses for. And it's a physical, I'll tell you it's a physical, pro, like it's an actual physical thing. It's not something digital. Three guesses. Like prostitution? No. Um, a car? That would, if only my courses were that expensive, but no. A rescued panda bear. That would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck it in the garden? Yeah. So I traded for organic nuts. <laughs> what? Organic nuts. Bulk organic nuts. Okay. Yeah. I eat a lot of bulk organic nuts. Um, and somebody that I know has a company that sells them. And she asked, can I trade uh, for uh, one of your courses? And I was like, heck yeah. Because I buy a lot of bulk <laughs> organic nuts anyways. So I thought, hey, this is, uh, this is a pretty good trade. So that's what I'm doing. This is like someone offering me monster drinks or something, so I, I get yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Sponsored <laughs> by back to the sponsored old days. by organic vegan nuts and Monster Energy. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that, that that story lived up to its hype. I think. <laughs> I mean, it just seems like such a Paul thing to do. If it, it feels on brand to me, I think. Um, Paul, are you a bad person? I don't know. I don't think I like to think that I'm not, but I can do better in some areas. Do you watch YouTube all the time? That's actually since this it's funny since this pandemic, there have been less shows coming out and on the air. So I've been spending so much time watching YouTube videos, especially at night when I'm too tired to focus. I've been <laughs> I've the the genre of sh of YouTube videos that I've been watching lately has been people riding e-bikes. Typically just with no huh? no commentary and like a little bit of like EDM or something in the background. 
So yeah, I do watch YouTube videos. <laughs> okay. What I mean, YouTube is run by Google. I know. We touched on this. So for for the people in the back, we touched on this in the last episode, but we had to cut it short. We were talking about whether you should use the products of a big unethical company. And, and interestingly, Google being one of them, Facebook obviously being another. Um, at what point do you sort of draw the line and say, okay, um, this this thing is bad or this thing has bad areas of it but we're going to ignore that or forgive it and still use the other thing and i think of google almost like a government it's just putting my stance forward first here Um, google has lots of different entities some are worse than others and it reminds me of a government you know you still have to use government services even if other ones are bad and then people immediately say oh you haven't got any choice if it's government and i sort of where's you just brought up before the call youtube what other choices do you really have yeah, there isn't a fathom of video. I doubt that's something we're going to make. So somebody else makes that. And I think that there, so some people would probably argue, well, there's this video hosting service or this video hosting service. Cool. They don't have the traction that Google does or that YouTube does, right? <clears throat> they don't have this algorithm that helps you find things. They don't have this algorithm that helps other people find you. So there are definitely other video hosting services but YouTube's strength isn't the fact that it hosts videos. It's the fact that it hosts all of the videos on the internet, basically. Like, not not literally, but, but basically. And makes it easier to find and be found. Why is YouTube okay, but Facebook isn't okay? I mean... I don't, for me, I don't, I've never had a Facebook account, but I guess I have had YouTube accounts. I just feel like I don't need to use Facebook. Like it doesn't do anything in any way for my life or my business. And it never, I've never seen the value in that, which is why I've never joined. But for YouTube, I like consuming video content, right? So I do use, like, I know, I guess it's hard. The more you look into almost anything ever, the more shit it gets, right? Like yeah. the, the more everything is problematic. Don't talk about the meat industry. Oh, you weren't going to. <laughs> I wasn't going. I, I was thinking about the cru- you were I was going thinking- to go into the meat industry. <laughs> I was thinking about like cruise ships. Like it seems like, and this is oh, before okay. the pandemic even, because now it's, now there's different things, but cruise ships seem just like a good, a, a, an easy, lazy, which isn't a bad thing way to travel. Because I think if I'm traveling, I want to be lazy because I'm not lazy <laughs> in my normal life. But they're horrible for the, the more you look into it, they're horrible for the environment. There's all of these problems. They hire people at minimum wage. Like it just, the more you learn about something, the, the more shit it gets, right? So on the surface, it just seems like YouTube. I can watch videos on people riding Super 73 e-bikes all day long. And what's the harm in that? But they're owned by Google. They're doing all sorts of tracking and surveillance, even if I'm using like an incognito window, which isn't actually that private. DuckDuckGo sent out an email about this uh, today, and people have been talking about this for a while, how incognito really isn't that incognito. Yeah, no shit. That's sad. Did you? Yeah, I saw that come out and I just thought, well, no shit, Sherlock. But I suppose a lot of people don't understand this necessarily. And not the kind of people that listen to this show. Mm -hmm. I'm talking, you know, our parents and, uh, you know, older relatives. They wouldn't know that. Yeah. And I also have a, a fake Google account that I just use for Google properties. And I use, in Firefox, you can create what's called a container. So it doesn't let 
as far as I know, it doesn't let data out of that container. So if I'm on a Google property, Google is no doubt tracking me. Like, I don't think there's any way around that, regardless of what you try to do. VPNs, you use all of that. But it doesn't, this container in Firefox, this plugin or extension or whatever it is, helps keep that data from leaving that property. So I, I take all of these okay. precautions, right? And I try to, like, I skip the ads. I don't, I, I, well, you can't actually because there's still that five seconds. Ad, ad blockers will um, remove them. I have an ad blocker though, and it doesn't because I installed Certain it when we were testing our fa- when we were testing Fathom. So I have an ad blocker going because I was making. If you're British, the adverts from. Huh. But as well, those ads help pay the creators as well. Like obviously, oh, yeah, Google yeah. does get a cut of that, but it also helps pay for the people who are making these videos. And I think cre- creators who are trying to get paid for the work should get paid for the work. So there's that. As well, right? So it's such a tricky... But are you supporting the... Are we, well, are we? I'm not saying are you, but are we supporting the monopoly? I, I watch YouTube as well. Are we supporting the monopoly that is YouTube? For sure. I don't think that there is a way around it. And I mean, I would call for some reform around the way that Google works with some of its properties for yeah, tracking. Yeah, no kidding. But I also think that like we have such a hard stance against some of the things that Google does, right? Like just the fact that we have software that technically competes with, <laughs> I don't think Google Analytics is, well, they are a competitor, but it's not like they care about it. We have such a small share of the market compared to them. Right. But yeah. I think that Google is so big that it's hard to hate them as a whole. Just like you said with the government thing. Like I can hate the current government in Canada, but like that they have social programs like like fire and ambulance. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, so definitely. I think that with, with Google, even things like Google Search Console, one, that's the only place to get that data because Google encrypts search search things. So the only place that you can get data about searches in Google is from Search Console. But Search Console also, as far as I can tell, doesn't expose personal um, or like single person level data. It shows data in aggregate, which sounds a lot like Fathom. So I think that there are some things that Google does which are decent, but there are some things obviously that make them completely evil. So I think it's hard to just be like Google bad kind of thing. Okay. I suppose it's really a case of is is there ever going to be a perfect company when they're smaller it's a lot easier to stay ethical or to stay um, principled as you break into other areas and you have so many people involved in running it i think it becomes harder i've spoken about amazon before Uh, i don't know if i believe that the ceo has bad intentions with everything i don't you know i don't know i'm speculating i don't believe that he has bad intentions with everything and i think that there are other people that are making decisions or does it fall back to the head company so does it fall back to Google, their head honcho, if one of its subsidies makes uh, does something unethical? Yeah, I mean, I think... If you know what I'm getting at. Yeah, that person does have to take responsibility. It's just like we have, we work with PingPing for uptime monitoring, right? But we give our customers access to uptime monitoring through our company so something happens on their end we have to take responsibility for it because it's our problem we're a tiny company i'm just wondering as they get bigger because why do we need to look at youtube as an isolated entity do we need to look at google analytics as an isolated entity and not look at because you know how we look at things we do look at the, the people that are behind it 
Yeah, and Google has... I don't see why... YouTube has had a bad track record of, of their algorithm, basically. Uh, the more you click, the closer you're going to get to like weird InfoWars-type conspiracies showing up in the related videos. Uh, I love InfoWars. <laughs> it kills me. Well, he's not on... He, he got deplatformed from, from YouTube, but... <laughs> okay, and that's another thing. So I don't agree with deplatforming. I mean, Alex Jones is an idiot, no doubt. Um, I suppose the whole argument was that he could be dangerous and he could share. Well, he was actively dangerous. dangerous. Yeah. So that's an interesting one. So whether it's infrastructure, what you're allowed to do, because I think of the United States, we don't have the same free speech laws in Canada or the United Kingdom, but in the US they have in their, um, what is it? Oh, wow. I can't even remember their bloody, <laughs> the, uh, the, the document. Constitution. <laughs> oh my good God. Yes. The constitution. <laughs> It's embarrassing. Uh, the constitution where they're actually allowed the freedom of speech. So it becomes interesting to me where they have uh, the, the old dangerous speech. And, and the same, same um, arguments in various other areas. Are, they, are, they allowed, are you allowed to say just anything you want, even if you're inciting violence? You're allowed to do that under the constitution? Uh, Where's the limit in the United yeah, States? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think that there are, I don't know, because I'm not American, obviously, but I think that there are things against things like hate speech, and I don't disagree with them. So this is actually, when, when you and I were thinking about building Pico, which was a, a content platform, uh, yeah, we, yeah. it's so hard to think about content moderation. And I mean, we can all get mad at Facebook or Twitter for not doing a good job at content moderation, but the, the truth is it's fucking difficult and that the yeah. one of the main reasons why we got out of that and and um work that product was acquired by ghost was because we don't want to deal with like we could build the software we actually built the software <laughs> completely but we didn't want to have to deal with policing content because it is so problematic i couldn't do it yeah i couldn't do i mean anyone getting deplatformed over their speech and i, I don't like i don't know what the because it's tricky because what I might think is inciting violence, you may disagree with, you know. So who is the person that decides that this person is bringing uh, bad to... You're allowed to bring bad, but what's the line? Is it inciting violence? Is it the spread of dangerous ideas? What's a dangerous idea? Is a dangerous ideas um, altering someone's opinion on a particular category of people? Is it just when violence is involved? And I do remember these conversations with Pico. I, how, I would hate having to do that. Like, what a horrible job. Have to look at neo-Nazi white supremacist garbage and moderate oh. that all day. That would affect my psyche. And there's actually been, I think there's been studies about content moderators who get paid shit anyways at Facebook having psychological issues from having to go through the crap that has to be removed from these platforms day in, day well, out. Dude, like, I can't imagine that not talking- affecting you. We're talking like child pornography. We're talking the worst of the worst yeah. things you'd ever even imagine. And these people have to look through them. You couldn't, there's no money in the world. I mean, that's just, yeah, yeah that's just a whole other level. I can't even imagine. Uh, that's, that's worse than someone getting paid below minimum wage. Yeah. That's the worst of the worst, having to do that job. I mean, I can't even, yeah. that's probably the, one of the most dangerous jobs in the world mm-hmm. is having to do that. Yeah, I can't, I can't imagine it um, not affecting you. So the reason we're talking but, about about youtube is because you and i had been talking privately about it would be cool to have videos for fathom as part of our content because you and i both make videos for our courses anyways so it'd be kind of cool to have videos but 
I don't want to make videos unless they can be seen by the maximum number of people. And in order to be seen by the maximum yeah. number of people, they have to be on YouTube. Like we could put them on Vimeo, but Vimeo really doesn't have a good, it's such a tiny piece of the market. And I use Vimeo personally for all of my course videos because they're private and they're only for students. But if I wanted to promote something, I'm not going to put it on Vimeo as much as I love Vimeo as a company. But the lack of progression in our conversation here is that we're not talking about why Facebook is not okay and we would never, ever pay advertising money to Facebook, yeah. but why we would support YouTube. That's what we're not covering. Why is YouTube more uh, gray? Whereas Facebook's just like, oh, no, you know, we wouldn't use Facebook. And again, why do we use Twitter? Yeah. You know, what, what level of bad is it that makes us just completely turn away from the platform? Is that a personal thing? If Twitter started to, um, doing X, Y, Z, would that make us leave? You know, that's the question. Because we'd reach way more people on Facebook. If we started doing Facebook advertising, we'd reach hundreds of thousands of people. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we'd never do that. But why is that so cut and dry and YouTube isn't? Yeah, I don't know. Like, we obviously, like, I don't want YouTube or slash Google to make money off of us. So if we could have all of ads turned off or something like that, then I would feel better about it. Like I don't want to monetize. Okay. I don't want to monetize targeting ad, targeted advertising because I think targeted advertising should be destroyed. Targeted advertising should just go away. I don't, that's something that we've taken a pretty hard stance at. Um, it should be a consent. It should, it should be opt in, not opt yeah. out. Or even you can't opt out. No. Can you, can you opt out? I don't think so. Yeah. So, so it, it should be opt-in and you should get a discount or you should get paid or something. Yeah. So I wouldn't want Google to make money off of the content that we create. But by being on their platform, they kind of are, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> damned if you do, damned if you don't, it almost feels like. I think one of the things you said before the call, we, we just briefly covered some of the points we, we thought. Um, when there's no other alternative, is that when we have to just give in? I mean... Because Google Analytics, for example, we can ha we can make a conscious choice to use a service that isn't Google Analytics. Like Fathom. We can make a conscious... Well, yeah, and same with searching. Yes. Searching, before DuckDuckGo and Bing were, were in the picture, you, could, you didn't have the same choice. Now you can actually make a conscious decision to use something else. And is it just going to be a case that we use what we've got until someone comes along and makes something better, a better YouTube that's more privacy-focused, Maybe that's what happens. Or maybe, can you imagine if DuckDuckGo created something similar to YouTube yeah. where it loaded the videos through an embed but blocked all, vid all adverts or something? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that would be cool. But know. then we're just being passively complacent, which it's hard not to be in every uh, area. Like, hmm. it's hard to take a black and white stance on everything ever in your life. It's just like, and it's, it's been 18 minutes and 37 seconds. I, I'll bring up veganism. <laughs> because <laughs> if, there, if there's fathom it. bingo then people have people have been able to mark it off <laughs> i think it's hard to and the way that i kind of relate to this is like when i drive bugs might hit my windshield and die right or the roads might have exactly or the roads might have animal products or i may have eaten something in the past that had some 18 syllable word that is derived from an animal at, at some point down the road right fossil fuels gas in your car exactly that yeah. was animals but they've died so long ago from natural causes so i think that in order to take such a strong stance against everything it doesn't it 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 moves away from rational and i always kind of come back to that me being vegan doesn't 
doesn't remove me from being able to form rational ideas and opinions in my head. I've taken a pretty hard stance against not wanting to consume animal products, but I also know rationally that I live in a world where life is created and destroyed all the time. And I should still be mm-hmm. able to be, a, my, my decisions and my ethics shouldn't permit me from being a rational person. Right? So, yeah. yeah. and I think a lot of people that have arguments about me being vegan bring up these irrational things. I'm like, that is irrational. Like, that's not something that I would believe in or do because that would make me irrational. And I don't want the things that I know to preclude me from being a rational Sorry, human being. Wh- what do you mean people bring up arguments? Why do people? You, you you choose not to eat animal products. What's the, what's an argument? Why is there an argument? Oh, but like, oh, what's you, the argument you, to you, have? You put gasoline in your car. I'm like, yeah, those those animals died. That 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 matter died hundreds of thousands of years ago, not from factory farming, <laughs> right? No. Or like, you walk down like when you sleep, spiders crawl in your mouth, which I think is fucking gross. <laughs> The, but like I might have eaten the fossil a spider fuel, at some point. The fossil fuel is like a joke. That's that is never going to be a, a realistic argument. Yeah, but that like that's an argument as, that as, I hear probably once a month from people. As, as I've got as I've got older with this stuff, because you know when I was younger, I just you know I'd if I heard someone was vegan, I'd have I'd have it out, I'd have a kind of debate about it. If someone's vegan, like someone eats meat, someone's vegan. Who cares? Like, it just it's a personal choice. I don't get how there's an argument about it. Like, I just don't, I suppose it's maybe societal. Yeah. Um, I mean, but then to bring it back to the, the YouTube thing, it's like, does us taking a hard stance against everything Google does ever make us irrational? And I don't want to be <laughs> irrational. Just like we want to, at some point, integrate with Google Search Console because literally the only way to see search terms is through search console if we do all of our research and find that it is not violating any personal data then that seems like a good idea to integrate with them even though they are a company we will never know that yeah we will never know if they're violating personal data i mean ultimately though the data there is aggregated data and it's collected anyways yeah and on the record we've already built it we're just um just going to get the get it in properly yeah And we aren't showing any of that person. If there was personal data, it's never hitting our servers. We don't know that. We don't know that if there is personal data there, because what we get from their API is aggregate and and anonymized in, in pretty much. It is such a weird topic. It's funny because we're talking for this long, we still haven't got a conclusion about whether YouTube is is wrong to use. But I, I still, like I say, why are we so? Why is it so easy to say that we don't use Facebook? Okay, that's, just focus on that. Okay. Why is it so easy to not use Facebook? Forget that. I know you, you don't feel the need to use it, all that stuff. Imagine, imagine that you're looking at it from a purely business perspective. Um, you've, you could get the advertising on there. You could do this. You could do that. Even just posting on there, you could build up an audience. Why don't you use YouTube? Uh, yeah. YouTube. Why don't you use Facebook? Um, because I've done well without using it. So I keep proving my own point to not... No, but okay, well then don't use YouTube. Don't use YouTube because you can do what you've done. But I like watching well videos. As well. I don't, there's nothing compelling you, to bring me to Facebook. Like there's nothing, there's no information I need that I couldn't get anywhere but Facebook. For YouTube, ah, there's, okay. there's information and content that I cannot get anywhere else on the internet. The videos I like to watch, specifically on e-bikes lately because that's all I care about, um, <laughs> is the only place to get that is YouTube. So your start, you not using Facebook isn't about privacy then? To some degree, but not entirely. Yeah, you're right. 
Interesting. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to get to a, 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 a well, conclusion. What do listeners think? Should we have a should we have a YouTube channel for Fathom? Because we yeah. haven't figured we please we haven't figured this out. Yeah, it's not cut and dry. I hate it. I love things when it's so you know like racism. Racism is a binary, yeah. right? It's, it's it's good or bad. Like it's easy. We think like, I don't like. It's the nuance in things that make things so much harder to just take a stance on. I, in the ideal world, I wouldn't like to use anything owned by Google, but I understand that sometimes you have to. I don't want to be that that person though. You know, we we are literally we hate Google. I mean, fundamentally, we dislike Google. Yes. Let's be real here. And we're almost tiptoeing around the topic, like oh, because people want to gain from it. It's like almost you persuading yourself into just eating fish because you know, oh, it's just fish. You know, you talk your way into yeah. it. Is it not the same thing? Since you've already brought up veganism, yeah. I mean, it it could be, but I don't want. I guess I don't want to profit off of off of Google properties. Like, I don't want to make money off of Google properties. If we can, just like I don't want to make be. money off of Twitter, but I use Twitter. Right. So I don't want to run ads on Twitter because I think that there's a lot of demographic information, personal information that goes into how and when ads are shown, which I fundamentally disagree with. Just like I have plugins on Firefox that block ads and sponsored content on Twitter. Cause I just, I don't want to, like, I just want to talk to my friends. <laughs> like, that's okay. literally why I use Twitter. And I guess for support and talking of Fathom. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. No, it's a very interesting, interesting thing to talk about. Yeah. I don't feel any clarity no, on it. Exactly. We've, we've recorded for 25 minutes and not come to a conclusion. <laughs> but I think that's okay. It's yeah, a good conversation sense. to have. So what have we been working on for Fathom? Let, let's bring it around to uh, the sponsor of this episode is Fathom Analytics and Monster Energy Drinks. <laughs> yes, exactly. Fathom, we've just launched Uptime Monitoring. Uptime Monitoring, thank you, Ping Ping, for all your support and partnership in this. We now offer unlimited uptime monitoring. We've managed to absorb the costs for that. And we've now brought you, I mean, this is a huge value add. So Fathom starts at $14 a month. If you look at the cost of uptime monitoring out there, if you look at Pingdom, for example, yes, they offer more features, but for the most part, you just want to know if your website goes offline. Um, We offer SMS, Telegram, Slack notifications, and emails. You can also use Discord because Discord actually has, someone showed me this, you can use a Discord webhook and add uh, forward slash Slack and it will work with Discord. Oh, wow. Exact same way. Huh. Yeah, we got to add that to our documentation. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I didn't want to confuse people with that, yeah. but since I now mentioned it on the podcast. So for no additional cost, you get unlimited monitoring. We don't charge for the SMS. Oh, but what if people get 100,000 SMS sent? Yes, we're, we're monitoring SMS. If people send 100,000 SMS, we will look into a fair use policy. But for now, we are assuming good intentions because we have some great customers. And the value add is huge. We mentioned this before, adding value without increasing price. And that's exactly what we've done. Yeah. SMS is problematic to anyways. Like if you, if you don't have to use SMS for notifications... SMS oh, is so yeah. problematic for so many reasons. <laughs> so I think getting a te- like I so I like the Telegram one the best because the bot that we so, create ha- is one of our cats. <laughs> so obviously yes. that's the coolest thing. Um, but yeah, SMS could be problematic. SMS is, is highly unreliable in in some countries as well. So well, no signal as well, right? Yeah. That could be another yeah. one. You've got internet nearly everywhere these days. Yeah. 
So we've rolled that out. That's gone down really well. We've had a ridiculous amount of setups in such a short space. We haven't announced it to customers yet. We need to do that soonish. So I got to write an email. Um, yeah, we need to get that out. I, I forgot about yeah. it. Um, custom domains are still going. We've had we've just added a location in Japan um, for our, our CDN around the world. Uh, we are doing a big refactor when it comes to uh, how we process things, we're looking to make it more efficient um, and even more privacy focused. Yes. I mean, I, I suppose we can, I'll talk about this on okay. air because we do go into everything. At the moment, we do a user, uh, like a, a signature hashing. And um, it means that we have to keep a page view alive for 30 minutes, minutes, which can lead to delays when doing things like the duration of the page view. I don't want to get too nerdy here, but we want to move everything to a much faster data storage so that we can get the data into your dashboard much faster. So we're focused on that. Um, we're going to be renaming a few of the things. So unique visits has always felt a bit weird because it's actually done on a 24-hour basis. So we're talking about moving that to sessions. So every time someone opens your website, which typically someone isn't just opening your website multiple times over and over uh, in a t- that just isn't happening. People always worry about that. You know, what if someone's clicking a link to my site a hundred times? So it happens. Sure, it happens. It's so uncommon though. And uh, you can just work to remove that anyway. But um, we're now moving to, yeah, moving to sessions. We want to, we talk, we're, we've reviewed bounce rate. We're going to be blogging about that. We're going to be introducing more useful metrics, things like how much of a page has been read, um, it's like scroll percentage, uh, time on page. We're looking to do like an exit ping as well, like on before. Lo- I'm getting too nerdy. Yeah, this yeah. always happens. Whenever we talk about features, I go full nerd. But uh, we're looking to basically improve the product for everyone and focus on the things that actually matter whilst keeping it simple. Paul is working on version three of the dashboard. We're, cons- yeah, we're having some interesting considerations about that. But all in all, we're just continuing, continuously working on making it the best product possible and not getting too complex. Yeah, I mean, that's the kind of the point. And I think a lot of what's going into the refactor of the design of Fathom is that I designed the dashboard so long ago when we had just a handful of features, right? And now we've been very careful. And we've talked about this on air a bunch of times about deciding on features and how we're very careful about adding new features and really go through a thorough process uh, before we add them to make them as simple as possible. But still, we have more features than the design could handle. So it's not like Fathom is going to look so different with the third version of the design. It's going to look like Fathom, mostly because I have a pretty my design style is pretty opinionated in specific areas. So it's still going to look like Fathom, but it is going to take into account the fact that we have quite a few new features and a bunch of new features in the hopper that we're working on. And so they just need to be as easy to use and access and understand on the site as the ones that were there when I designed the second version of the dashboard UI. Yeah. No, exactly. And that's not an easy process. So Paul's going to be yeah, working hard exactly. on that. I'll, I'll, just uh, be, I'll just be in my, my fortress of solitude, my, my blanket fortress of solitude <laughs> working on that for, for weeks. Yep. No. But yeah, that's what we've got. And we've got a lot of good stuff coming up. And stay tuned, really. 